Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. With our beloved looking at an 0-2 start, they travel out to the West Coast looking to exercise the demons of San Francisco past and take down the 49ers on Sunday night football. Could the Bears overcome San Francisco, or has our season been cast afloat? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the week two review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. What a difference a week makes, huh? How about those Chicago Bears proving me wrong and coming out with the victory over the 49ers 28-20 on national television last night. What's going on, everybody? Larry D. back, the week two review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And it it, it started out kind of how not so much we thought that it was going to start out that way, but started out much like the much in, in a way in which we thought that, uh, you know, games in San Francisco go. Uh, this is the beginning of something disastrous. Uh, and, and uh, you know, this is just not going to be our night or at least all signs pointed to that right off the bat. We get the opening kickoff, a, a, a pathetic looking three and out. We got. Two run plays that gain maybe half a yard if we're lucky. An incomplete pass. Pat O'Donnell's first punt of the night is blocked. Uh, the 49ers take the ball inside our own 10-yard line to start. And three plays later, it's 7 to nothing. So, I mean, the, the fans haven't even gotten their seats warm yet, and we're already down 7 to nothing. So, it, it was, it was um, difficult to watch. And, and our offense... You got to give them credit for their perseverance because the first two and a half quarters of the football game, uh, they just did not show up. Just didn't show up. Uh, we had a nice drive uh, right before halftime. You hear me talk about that in the knee jerk reactions here in a few minutes, but uh, it just it was it was very difficult to watch. But there was a very weird vibe throughout this game. What 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 was different about it? What what made it easy not to just throw in the towel and start watching to see what was on something else, you know, another channel uh, last night, was the fact that, yeah, the 49ers were ahead of us. Uh, yeah, we were not playing well, and it didn't look like we were, you know, like things might go our way, but it just it didn't feel like games in the past where San Francisco just had our number, and no matter what we do, we're not going to be able to overcome this. That That feeling just wasn't there last night, and uh, it it was one of those things where I mean you'll even hear me say in the third quarter knee jerk reaction we're down thirteen points in the fourth quarter and offense has done nothing up to that point 
Um, you know, we'd gained almost as many first downs through penalties than we had on our own going into the fourth quarter. And, you know, you'll hear me say at the end of the third quarter, knee jerk reaction, but it ain't over yet. Cause that, that feeling was just kind of resonating out there. I could just kind of feel that this game hadn't gotten away from us, despite what the score is, it's still not over yet. It, and it, it doesn't feel over san francisco hadn't done that one thing that made you think oh geez well it's over now it, it you, you just never got that feeling last night like you had two years ago when we played them on monday night football and you know kaepernick's uh you know pro, pro debut as a starter and he comes out he can do no wrong and he victimizes the number five defense in the nfl for 32 points and a huge blowout victory uh that they had on us that night you know that felt like no matter what we do this is not our night we could just pack it up and go home now because we're going to lose this game it never felt that way yesterday it was just something weird that weird vibe where you just kind of feel like no matter what you're not out of it just yet and that old saying it ain't over till it's over and when that 60 minute gun went off there at the end we got the result that we were hoping for and not the one that we were necessarily expecting so Lots to uh, lots to get to. The knee-jerk reactions are going to be interesting for you guys uh, to listen to. So let's go ahead and dive in to the review of the Bears and the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. Same as last week, let's just go ahead and dive right into the knee-jerk reactions, starting, of course, with the first quarter. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the 49ers after one quarter and a disastrous start uh, to the game for the Bears, a, a, a pathetic-looking three-and-out to get things going, and then uh, Pat O'Donnell has his punt blocked, uh, giving the 49ers first and goal at like the seven or something like that to start things off. Uh, the Bears were actually able to hold fast for the first two plays, then gave up a touchdown on third down. We're like 40 seconds into the game, it's already 7 nothing uh, to the 49ers. Uh, the offense, for the most part, been fairly unimpressive. Uh, Jeffrey and Marshall did start the game. Haven't been much of a factor uh, so far, although Chris Collinsworth won't let anyone forget that Jeffrey and Marshall are hurt. He's already mentioned it about 12 times. If this was a drinking game, you'd be dead from alcohol poisoning from the amount of times that Chris Collinsworth has mentioned that Jeffrey and Marshall are quote-unquote hurt so uh, right now the Bears do have the football they are moving it downfield they're at about midfield for the 49ers they're down 10 nothing so far and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get this thing turned around put some points on the board and make a game of it as we move into the second quarter and honestly that's that's how I felt going into it I just want to be in the game at the end uh, you know it kind of it kind of reminded me very much of of uh John Elway uh, when he was going to the Super Bowl with the Broncos in 98 when they played the Packers and they beat uh, Favre and Green Bay to win their first Super Bowl uh, his his biggest all he wanted was to be in the game in the fourth quarter so that they would have a chance to win because the previous Super Bowls that he would played in against the 49ers and the Giants and, and so on back in the day uh, it was over by halftime in those games uh, in this one you know, you just want to be in it at the end. And it, in San Francisco, it's been such a long time since the Bears had a chance to win the game 
at the end of the game. It usually was over long before we got to the fourth quarter. And after watching the first quarter, you know, the the phrase that I liked that I use, I even used it in the opening, the, the, the demons or the ghost of San Francisco pass were rearing their ugly head with the block punt. You know, the the poor performance, it just seemed like, uh, you know, early on the Bears had the the even if it was out of necessity because of Marshall and and Jeffrey's uh, availability was uh, to, to try to feature Forte early on in the football game. Well, the 49ers had that idea clocked for sure, because wherever Forte went, there are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, throughout the entire football game, at least two 49ers were there to follow him. I mean, his stat line uh, for the game, uh, 12 carries for 21 yards, which is 1.8 yard a carry, which is awful, and three catches, five catches, five catches for 15 yards so he went from you know getting about uh you know 20 touches for 180 yards last week to having 17 touches for a grand total of 36 yards of total offense in this game against the 49ers now if i'd have told you going into this game that matt forte in a game where both Marshall and Jeffrey were doubtful to play even up to, up until 90 minutes before kickoff, it was in doubt whether Jeffrey and Marshall were going to play. Um, if I told you that even with their injuries that Marshall and Jeffrey uh, would play, hobbled though they may be, that Forte would, would have 36 yards of total offense and we'd still win, you'd think I was nuts. You'd think I was out of my mind crazy. Not that he would have 36 yards rushing, but 36 yards total offense, catching and running the football. That's the footprint that Forte left on this game because the 49ers game plan for him as well as they did. Uh, I mean, it was just pathetic after a while. It's like, really? Just let's do something else. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but let's... Let's not give the ball to Forte because whenever we do, San Francisco was more than ready and waiting for it. And and my comment about Collinsworth driving me crazy with the whole injured thing, he just wouldn't let it go. I mean, this was a lab- this was a uh, a theme for him throughout the entire night. 
I mean, he made it sound like Marshall and Jeffrey were playing on broken legs or something. Like these guys were in wheelchairs just before kickoff and then all of a sudden found the strength to muster to get out on the field and play. Um, and we're talking about a sprain, a sprained ankle and, and a strained hamstring. Um, it, it, it's not like these guys were playing on torn ACLs or anything. Not to discount anything uh that it takes you know the guts that it took for those guys to play but he made it sound like they shouldn't be able to walk and yet they're out there playing and the 49ers are aware of it uh he kept going on about about chris culliver the, the db that was covering uh marshall and jeffrey throughout the game about how he's just sitting on the routes because he knows that these these injured receivers aren't going to be able to run past him uh kind of thing over and over uh hurt and laboring were two words you heard from that moron over and over and over again uh, last night, which is why I said uh, if you were playing the Chris Collinsworth uh, drinking game, you would have been dead from alcohol poisoning because he'd have let you, he'd have had you drinking one shot after another whenever the Bears were on offense, just because he would not let it go that that Marshall and Jeffrey were not a hundred percent. Uh, in that football game and strangely enough that's not a phrase you heard him say once throughout the entire game uh injured laboring you know to describe Alshon Jeffrey running the running downfield he was laboring that's what he's used the 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 euphemism used every single time he's laboring down the field laboring he's laboring over and over again you never heard him say once that these guys weren't a hundred percent they were hurt they were injured they were laboring they were not less than 100 percent which is how I would have phrased it, that these guys aren't 100% and they're out there uh, making plays. So, um, you know, first quarter, like I said, was ugly. Second quarter, not much better, but there was a ray of sunshine just at the end. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the 49ers after the second quarter. And quite frankly, nobody's going to be recommending this one to for a game of the year or anything. It's because of all the penalties, 17 in total, 10 against San Francisco, 7 against the Bears. And those are just the accepted penalties. This game has had no flow. Uh, you know, it's it gets stopped cold every time there's a penalty and things like that. It's just the, the most annoying factor and, quite frankly, the most obvious thing going on in the game right now it's um it's 17 to 7 and the promising thing going into the second half is that despite the score the defense is playing well the two touchdowns that the defense has given up in the football game have both come on short fields the first one after the block punt where they basically started inside our own 10 yard line and then after the bears got pushed all the way back to our own goal line a a punt gave the you know a punt a punt and a decent return gave san francisco a 30 yard field uh to drive on so it's 17 to 7 the bears finally answered the offense has been a abysmal in the first half just awful can't run the ball throwing the ball nobody's open you know jay's got all day to throw the ball but yet can't seem to get rid of it that kind of thing we haven't turned the ball over at all however well i guess you can call the punt block a turnover but um we forced two turnovers, three. One of them was actually overturned, but we forced two turnovers. We've gotten zero points out of them, but that's what's keeping the Bears in the game. So hopefully the defense can keep it 
keep going the way they are, and the offense can use that drive as momentum carrying us into the second half. It'll be tested right away, however, because the 49ers start with the football as we go into the third quarter. And, and I think that's what helped contribute to the feeling that this game wasn't exactly over yet because San Francisco kept giving us gifts to keep us in the game, whether it be with the two turnovers that they had. One was a Colin Kaepernick fumble. Another one was an amazing play uh, from Chris Conti. I mean, that was the thing about the turnovers, uh, even the, the, the interceptions that Kyle Fuller had later on in the game. Uh, you'll hear me talk about those as well. Uh, was that they were actually – just great defensive plays on our part. It wasn't like, oh, my God, what a terrible throw from Kaepernick. Oh, my God, it, he really hung that one out there. It was, you know, it was uh, determined, you know, it was going to be easy for the defender to come up with that one. So Chris Connie came flying in like Superman and dove out there and, and picked off that first one. And, and both of Kyle Fuller's interceptions were just like, oh, man, how awesome was that kind of plays uh, in there. Uh, the Jared Allen forced a fumble on Kaepernick that killed a promising-looking drive from San Francisco. So whether it be from from their own kind of, from their own turnovers, or by the fact that penalties were just a running theme throughout. I mean, they had ten penalties that were accepted. That was the other thing. It was there were ten accepted penalties uh, against the 49ers at halftime. They finished with sixteen. Uh, in the game and at one point uh, you know in the third quarter the Bears had gained more yards through penalties than they had on offense and that was that was pretty sad to see that stat be thrown up there like that but it was that's how it was that's how difficult it was for us in the first half and into the third quarter to move the ball Um, but in the third quarter there were only two drives there was you know the one San Francisco drive to start off the second half and then the one that we had to finish the third quarter. Major reaction to the Bears and the 49ers in the third quarter. And the story of the third quarter was one drive each. The 49ers came out with the, the start of the second half, a nine-plus-minute drive uh, where they got the ball all the way inside the Bears' five-yard line. And then the defense finally showed up and stuffed the 49ers on three consecutive running attempts to force a field goal. They kicked the field goal. They're up 20-7. to seven. The Bears come right back down the field and for the most part weren't earning a damn thing on offense nothing every time we got the third and long third and short whatever it was the 49ers would have some kind of penalty that would extend the drive otherwise the bears weren't earning it themselves then right around midfield the bears did finally get into a rhythm moving the football down the field we've got it all the way down to the 49ers 17 yard line right now hopefully we can get it into the end zone to close up the gap as we enter the fourth quarter down 20 to 7 and it's not over yet and there it was. Like I told you, at the end of the third quarter, there was this just this prevailing feeling that it, despite the fact that we're down two scores and that we've only been able to muster one score throughout this entire football game, just something told you not to count the Bears out just yet. And I really do think that the tide of the game really turned with that that goal line stand i mean they weren't at the one yard line but basically in in recent history anyway when you get the ball inside the five yard line that's pretty much a guarantee you're going to put six points on the board against our defense and uh, especially if you're trying to run the ball and on three consecutive running attempts i think the 49ers actually even lost ground they lost yardage 
there because Carlos Hyde was the guy that they had running the ball there in the goal line. He finished the day with zero yards rushing uh, on the day because when Carlos Hyde came in, the Bears were stuffing the run. I mean, Briggs was a lot better, in, in and they were much better at, in, in being where they were supposed to be, especially against this. And, and we didn't see it much, actually. The read option uh, as far as running, we saw a bit of it early on in the game, um, and they did have some success with it. I mean, Kaepernick finished with 66 yards rushing on the day, but it, it wasn't where they just ran it down our throats and we couldn't stop it no matter what. Uh, we actually went after the, the 49ers and their run game, forcing the, the game to be in Kaepernick's hands, and it turned out to be a huge asset for us as the game went along because things turned so quickly, so so quickly because there I was at the end of the third quarter on the commercial break waiting for the fourth quarter to start we're down 20 to 7 and inside of two minutes the entire complexion of the football game changed knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the 49ers and the end of the the Candlestick curse is dead uh, now that Candlestick Park is no more and Levi Stadium is now where the 49ers hang their hat. The Bears go in and ruin the opening of the new stadium with a 21-point onslaught in the fourth quarter to win the football game 28-20 to over the 49ers to even our record at 1-1. One First three quarters of the game, you never thought something like this was possible. But in the fourth quarter, we finished off that drive that we were that we had going in the third quarter, and then it was turnovers. Colin Kaepernick, the the you know honestly, I think I have to give a you know a bear up to Mel Tucker uh, because his scheme was basically we loaded up the box and forced the 49ers to throw the ball on us. They had success with it early on as the game went along. Willie Young with sacks, Kyle Fuller had two interceptions in the fourth quarter both resulted in touchdowns for the Bears Jay Cutler four touchdown passes three of them to Brandon Marshall one to Martellus Bennett what can I say when the schedule came out I thought for sure we'd beat Buffalo that we wouldn't beat San Francisco and in San Francisco hey what the hell do I know that's why I don't get paid to do this stuff but the Bears win this thing 28 to 20 and we got a Monday night matchup with a very tough New York Jet team next week what you didn't hear me mention was that as the game went along we were more and more shorthanded in the secondary Chris Conti went down uh, with a shoulder injury hopefully it's not the same one that he had surgery on peanut tillman went down with a tricep injury and i think and it was the same arm that peanut had surgery on last year that cost him the last eight games of the season you could actually see him uh, on the sidelines in tears because i think he knows he knows for a fact that obviously he re-injured the same arm but i think he knows that he might be done and unfortunately it could mean that we've seen peanut tillman in a bear uniform for the last time and, and selfishly if that's the is that's the case i hope it's the last time that we see peanut tillman play football i, I don't want to see peanut play in another uniform uh next year or or anything like that i, I don't want to see that happen just for selfish reasons but um you know it, it with with conti down with uh, with uh, Peanut Tillman down, we were shorthanded in you know in the secondary to begin with, uh, uh, just because we had to make roster moves to make sure that we had enough receivers to field the team uh, yesterday. 
Uh, Kyle Fuller had to step up. Danny McRae uh, had to step up, uh, you know, coming off the bench to play in, in relief. And, man, did Kyle Fuller step up huge. He, he came in, and, you know, he's been getting reps, so it's not like he was cold on the bench and he hadn't been playing at all, but he had to play the, the remainder of the football game uh, without rotating out, and he answered in a huge way. His first interception uh, with, with Crabtree was basically like a fight for the ball. Uh, the the pass went to Crabtree and uh, Kyle Fuller kind of wrestled it out of his hands and then almost ran it in for a touchdown. Got stopped just short. A couple of plays later, a pass to Martellus uh, Martellus Bennett and the Bears went from inside of two minutes. This happened before there was still like thirteen and a half minutes left in the third quarter. But so inside of two minutes in the fourth quarter, we went from being down thirteen to being up by one. Because we scored rather quickly at the beginning of the fourth quarter there, a second Brandon Marshall touchdown reception, the interception, and then a couple of plays later, Martellus Bennett with his three-yard touchdown catch to make it 21-20. to It's just like, just like that. Just like that, the whole thing was turned on its head. Whole thing was just turned on its head. And, and then Kaepernick comes in, and again, uh, you heard me say, I'm going to have to give a bear up to Mel Tucker, and I'm going to have to do it. You're going to hear me say it. Uh, here in a few minutes but um, you know the scheme that he had was that we would you know load up the box to contest the run and force the 49ers to pass we wanted to put the game on Colin Kaepernick's arm and he we got the desired effect that we were looking for because our defensive line was forcing the pressure uh, you know you heard last week uh, Jared Allen you heard me uh, reiterate it in in the in the show last week Jared Allen was saying you have to earn the right to rush the passer and the Bears did that because they were having such uh, they were being solid they were stout quite frankly especially towards the end of the game running the foot against the against the run that they were forcing the 49ers to pass the football and that allowed Willie Young to get two sacks Stephen Paya had a sack hell even Shea McClellan reminded us that he's still on the team by getting a sack of his own uh, last night as well. Four sacks on Kaepernick, and we pressured him a lot more than that, forcing some of those errant throws. And on the second Kyle Fuller interception, it was the pressure that forced Kaepernick out of, uh, out of the pocket, which actually forced the, the receiver that he was throwing to to alter his route because if the because they showed the replay of it if the receiver it was the, the tight end uh the backup tight end because um vernon davis left with the ankle with an ankle injury if the tight end stays on the seam route where he's just running straight up the middle of the field he would have been all alone down the middle of the field probably for a freaking touchdown but instead when he turns around and sees kaepernick uh rolling out to his to his left he cuts off his route to run towards the sideline when kaepernick goes to throw him the football Kyle Fuller comes from literally from out of nowhere and snags the ball out of the sky and, you know, for the second interception and in as many uh, possessions. It was awesome. Another amazing play. Like I said, it wasn't like errant throws like, oh, my God, what the hell was Kaepernick doing kind of thing. It was, yeah, if you see what Kaepernick sees, that's the throw you make as well. And Kyle Fuller just literally yanks it out of the sky. He didn't throw to a defender that was standing there the whole time. Kyle Fuller literally came from out of nowhere and intercepted that pass to give the Bears yet another turnover and another scoring opportunity deep in San Francisco territory, which we turned into the third and final Brandon Marshall touchdown to give us the lead 28-20. to The Bears would be able to hold on 
to the win. Uh, the 49ers made it interesting, though. They drove it down into the red zone, uh, was not able to connect with uh, Crabtree on fourth and nine, and the Bears win the game to uh, you know open the Levi Stadium in, in Bear style and uh, give us a one-and-one one start as opposed to looking at the 0-2 start most people, including myself, were expecting after that loss to uh, – to Buffalo I just didn't think we'd be able to beat San Fran in San Francisco uh, so freaking glad that I was wrong and uh, now I'm actually looking forward to this Monday night game against the Jets it should be a tough one and I'm looking forward to that so um, you know all the credit in the world to uh, to Jay for persevering even though it was uh, nothing but one mighty struggle after another throughout the first uh, three quarters of the football game to come back and in the second half he was 13 of 14 for three touchdown passes zero picks and even more specifically much better decision making in this game than last week against buffalo uh the bad throw uh to uh to martellus bennett that led to the interception the what the hell was he thinking across the body across the field throw uh also intended for martellus bennett but that was picked off by a defensive lineman none of that going on last night jay had his head screwed on right and uh, played a much much better football game than he did the week before uh, at home against the uh, against the Bills. So uh, just an outstanding effort from the team, uh, of gutsy play by a. But what what be and even more so throughout the game, what was a shorthanded team going into it, uh, even more shorthanded by the end of it. And uh, we held 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 fast, and uh, we held strong, and we beat a damn good team in its own stadium uh, for a big win. Uh, one that that uh, you know, even though it's so early in the year, one that actually saved the season because the statistics were not in our favor. If we fall to zero and two, the Bears would have. Uh, it's only twelve percent of teams that um, start zero and two make the playoffs. So if we're zero and two, we've got an eighty-eight percent chance we're not making the playoffs. And I don't like our our. Uh, I don't like our chances to overcome odds like that. But, um, you know, it's um, it's good that we've won. This is one of those victories that could probably propel us through the year because uh, that was what many are going to call from now on. And, and I would agree as Jay Cutler's signature win to, to come from behind like that uh, in the face of adversity, uh, you're losing on the road by two scores to come back and have the performance that he had in the second half, even more specifically in the fourth quarter, to beat a playoff, a championship caliber team, quite frankly, on the road, on national television with the whole world watching. It's just an awesome accomplishment, and I'm proud of our boys. So uh, that's going to do it for the review uh, segment, uh, talking about the Bears with their victory over the 49ers. We move to 1-1 one and, one and look forward to our Monday night battle with the New York Jets and uh, that should be interesting. The, the Jets uh, played, uh, you know, they, they won that first game uh, of the season and uh, against the Raiders, which not that big a deal to beat the Raiders, at least not these days anyways. However, they got to, to a huge start against the, uh, against the Packers before Green Bay kind of came back and, and took it back from them. Much, much like the, the 49er game for the Bears, uh, you know, they were staring down the barrel of a 21-3 deficit and they came back to – to take the lead and win the game the bears looking at a 20 to 7 deficit going into the fourth quarter to come back and, and win there so uh, should be an interesting game especially with the the strength that the 
Jets have uh, running the football, but we'll talk about that later on in the week in our week three preview episode. So that's going to do it for the review segment. What do we say we move on to everyone's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. You know, it's funny, for a game that went as badly as it did for as long as it did for our beloved Chicago Bears, uh, the, sh- the list of uh, Bear Downs is extremely short. As a matter of fact, there's only two, two names on the list, and as a matter of fact, they're, they're actually units. I mean, there's more than two people uh, involved, obviously, but uh, you know, it, it's a fairly short list compared to what you would think that uh you know it would be considering we were down 20 to 7 going into the fourth quarter uh and and the list is this i'll just go ahead and get it out of the way the list number one bear down to our special teams units um a block punt to start the game uh there were there was one play there were three penalties on one play they were all against the bears every single one uh was against the uh was against the bears i mean it just um it was just not a good performance. If there was one unit that really, really needs to improve going forward, it is our special teams. Uh, it is our special teams unit. Uh, and the other bear down goes to our offensive line and their run blocking. Uh, I was live tweeting during the game last night, something that I hope to uh, continue going forward. I had a lot of fun doing it, especially if I can be at home on my laptop because it's a lot easier to type it out on a computer keyboard than it is with my fat fingers struggling on a touchscreen on my smartphone. But um, I was live tweeting during the game, and one of my tweets out there was, how can our offensive line be so good at pass blocking and then suck so bad at run blocking? Because it's night and day. It really is. You, the proficiency and the, you know, the movement and everything you see from the offensive line when we're pass blocking, I mean, it's awesome. And I mean, even with Ola and De La Puente playing the whole game last night, we only allowed one sack on Cutler, and that was actually early on in the game. Later on in the game, when we were passing the ball on just about every down because we couldn't run the ball, you know, Cutler was untouched. Ola and and De La Puente played awesome again uh, in, in reserve duty for Garza and Slauson, who did not play uh, at all. But uh, you know, as, as awesome as we look. Uh, throwing the football when we're in pass protection run blocking is just terrible Uh, i mean that was the case last week against buffalo even though we eventually were able to wear the bills down and uh you know get some yardage for forte Uh, that was never the case at all in the run game for uh forte against the uh the 49ers so those are the two bear downs this week special teams units whether it be punt return you know punt block whatever it was uh anything that those units just need to improve and and fast because that could be something that could really really hurt us uh as the season goes along and the offensive lines run blocking really needs to improve because we have an all pro running back that really needs to uh to uh get going uh, because it's week number three uh that's coming up and uh his his numbers are not good so uh we got to get better there now, moving on to the positive side of things, bear up, of course, to Jay Cutler. 
uh, stat line wasn't impressive. Uh, however, you know if if you look a bit if you look on the surface, twenty three of thirty four, not bad. One hundred seventy six yards. That's me, eh. but. Four touchdowns, no picks, quarterback rating of 119.2. You know, it's funny. He throws for 350 and two touchdowns last week, but those two interceptions tanked his quarterback rating. This week he throws for almost literally half as many yards, but throws for twice as many touchdowns. So take that for what you will. Like I said, what a difference uh, a week makes. Um, you know, showed tremendous poise and toughness, actually. He took a hit to the sternum yesterday i still contend even as a bear fan i don't think it was an illegal hit or uh you know i know that that's the the kind of hit that they're trying to to keep uh defenders away from uh you know he didn't lead with the crown of his helmet to me that that means you're you're pointing your head right into somebody's chest he hit cutler in the, in the face or hit cutler in the chest with his face mask he did not lower his head into cutler's body he didn't hit cutler in the head uh, or anything like that, but he was flagged for a personal foul. Obviously, we'll take it because I'm a Bear fan, and it helps us move the chain 15 yards, but I don't think those are the kinds of hits that should be penalized. It was a clean hit to me, uh, in my opinion, but uh, it helps us in the long run, so what the hey. But, uh, you know, it really did knock him for a loop, uh, you know, just about caved his chest in uh, for those uh, for that few minutes, but he stayed in the game was able to persevere and lead the Bears on the touchdown drives that uh, that won us the uh, the football game. So, uh, bear up to Brandon Marshall. Only five catches in the game, but three of them were for touchdowns. That first one right before halftime, that was the one that really kept us in the ball game to, to cut it down to a 10-point game before the half. An amazing one-handed grab on a 17-yard touchdown catch. Just outstanding. Play with a lot of toughness on that bad ankle. Uh, bear up to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, only three catches for 47 yards, but uh, you know had a big catch on on one of our key drives there towards the end for 29 yards that helped move the chains and get us into scoring position uh, once again. Playing on that uh, that tender hamstring. Hopefully, the extra day that we have to prepare for the Monday night game against the Jets will give these guys a chance to be a lot closer to 100% than they were uh, today. Uh, bear up to Martellus Bennett. Only uh, had seven catches in the football game for only 37 yards, but he had the touchdown uh, that gave us the lead uh, in the fourth quarter and was uh, was targeted the, the most early on in the game when it was obvious that um, – that uh, Jeffrey and, and Marshall weren't uh, weren't loosened up, quite frankly, uh, uh, yet uh, in the uh, in the game. So um, you know they uh, bear up to all three of our, our big guys on on, on the receiving side. Uh, on the uh, and to finish up things on the offensive side, bear up to the offensive line and their pass blocking. I mean, you you gotta give a thumbs down to the run blocking for sure, but their pass blocking was outstanding. Cutler had all day to throw the ball. Uh, in some spots hell you even heard me mention it in the second quarter knee-jerk reaction Cutler's got all day to throw the football but he's got nobody to throw it to or you know or it's like it, it Cutler's got all day and he'll throw it to Forte who gets swallowed up by Patrick Willis uh, kind of thing but the running theme there was Cutler had all day to throw the ball against a vaunted pass rush 
uh, from the uh, from the 49ers. There was pressure at times, but Cutler handled it very, very well. Only one sack in the game, and it was early on in the in the second quarter that it happened. And uh, the offensive line's pass blocking was outstanding, even with two reserves uh, playing the game. Uh, you know, no Slauson, no Garza. You know, quote unquote, shorthanded on the offensive line position, and they uh, they they uh, performed valiantly to uh, to give us a chance to win. Uh, on the defensive side, uh, bear up to Kyle Fuller. Uh, way to step up when Peanut Tillman went down for the game. The two huge interceptions, the first one that he wrestled the ball away from Crabtree and almost took it in for a touchdown himself, and then the second one where he literally came from out of nowhere uh, to steal the ball out of the sky and uh, got the Bears back into scoring position once again, this time to, to extend the lead and, and take it for good uh, in the fourth quarter. Outstanding. Hopefully he can uh, perform like that consistently as it, if, if things go the way I unfortunately think they're going to go uh, for Peanut, we're going to need California to be our starter full-time for the rest of the year. So um, uh, fingers crossed that it's a temporary thing, uh, that it's not surgery that's required for Peanut. Uh, that he'll be back this year, uh, so he can finish it, finish his uh, finish the season in style, and uh, maybe finish out of his career uh, in style on the field instead of uh, finishing it on the sidelines, being told that his 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 year is over. So uh, big bear up to Kyle Fuller, and uh, you know he played outstanding. And then bear up finally to or not? Well, actually, we got one more after this, but bear up to Willie Young really came with the pressure towards the end of the game uh so far he's been the best pass rusher that we have uh on that defensive line steven Paya ended up getting a sack shay mcclellan got one but it was willie young when he wasn't sacking kaepernick he was causing pressure uh, and actually was the one that caused the pressure that that caused the interception for kyle fuller because he broke uh he broke kaepernick out of the pocket which uh, made the tight end alter his route to get closer to the sideline to kind of run with Kaepernick, which fortunately for us ran the tight end into an area where Kyle Fuller was and allowed him to steal that football out of the sky and kill another 49er drive. The pressure from Willie Young along with the two sacks that he already had, an outstanding job for him. I'm thinking, baby, that uh, we need to entertain getting Willie Young a lot more snaps than he's been getting and then finally i mentioned it in the knee-jerk reactions bear up to mel tucker uh the scheme that he had in mind you know night and day compared to how well it, uh, we pulled it off against buffalo it just seems like no matter what we did whenever we made a guess on that uh, read option we guessed wrong every single time uh resulting in big plays that ended up costing us the game a complete opposite last night against the 49ers where against the run game, we're actually getting after Frank Gore. We got after Colin Kaepernick uh, and, uh, you know, forced the 49ers, even though they were never in danger until the end of the game, we forced the 49ers to throw more uh, than they ran, uh, putting it on our defensive line to get after him and our secondary to defend those passes. And we were able to perform up to expectation and uh, keep that, uh, keep it, uh, you know, the pass game was not a factor uh, in it. Uh, even though Kaepernick threw for more yards than Cutler did, he threw interceptions, and that's what ended up being the uh, the difference in the game. Because if you read the stats, 
the 49ers probably feel today the way the Bears felt last week where we outperformed them just about everywhere in the, on the stat line. Passing, you know, we had the leading passer, we had the leading rusher, the leading receiver, we had more time of possession, we had, you know, this, we did that, uh, and so on. We, we, we got after the quarterback, we did this. Uh, that you know we had twice as many yards on offense that they did and yet they scored more points than us because of the three turnovers that we had last week same thing the 49ers had uh let's see they had 361 yards of total offense to our 216 216 total yards uh you know 232 yards passing to our 170 120 yards rushing to our 40 or 46 yards uh rushing but the difference being that uh we had zero turnovers and they had four and that ended up being the tail of the tape as far as the final outcome uh was concerned so big ups to uh, uh mel tucker for having the right scheme in place that uh made our what that allowed us to be successful and, and you know what just bear up overall to the to the defense as an as a unit playing much more solid football playing you know much better much closer to what we feel that this unit can be capable of uh going forward so hopefully that's something that we get to see next week against the jets the week after against the packers against the panthers after that and so on throughout the year you know with the offense that we have and i've said it a thousand times you guys have heard me say it with the offense that we have we don't need the defense to be great we just need them to be good you know we need them to be defense uh, decent middle of the road 15th 16th ranked in the league will be good enough to get us those extra wins that we would have needed last year to make the playoffs that will help us succeed this year if the defense is good enough to get us two three more stops a game than it did last year with our offense putting up 28 points a game and so on we will be successful more times than not so that's uh that's just how i feel about the bears and the defense going forward so anyway that's going to do it for the week two review episode of the Chicago Bears review will be back on Thursday with the preview of the Bears and the Jets on Monday Night Football. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, be sure and, and listen, actually, guys, if, if you haven't heard it yet, I've done two segments with him now uh, with Doug Wagner on uh, AM600 WMT in Cedar Rapids. You can either go to the website for the uh, for the live stream uh, to listen to the uh, – to the segments as they happen you can actually even download the podcast uh from the uh from the website to hear my segments on the show and when they do post the podcast i'm actually going to trim my segment out of the show and post it for for you guys to uh to hear it but if you want to hear it live you can hear it either on the website which is 600 the the numbers 600.wmtradio.com or you can hear it on the iHeartRadio app Gotta love technology allowing everyone to hear my little piece in, in itty-bitty Cedar Rapids, uh, Iowa. It's, uh, I've had a blast. If it's only been two segments, we did one this morning. We did one on Friday morning before the game. Uh, you know, it's, been, it's, it's gone great. I've only done about eight and a half minutes or so uh, on either segment, but I think they've both gone really, really well. Looking forward to, to making this a regular thing uh, as the season moves along. And uh, like I said, I'll be uh, doing live tweeting. Uh, you know, I had a good time doing it last night. Uh, looking to get more involved in the social media as far as Twitter is concerned. 
uh, going forward. My handle is uh, Shy Bears Review, C H I Bears Review. If you guys want to follow me on uh, Twitter, get a conversation going, and uh, you know, send me your bear ups and bear downs, or any comments and such, and I'll share them uh, on the show. So uh, that's going to do it for the week two review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. We'll see you on Thursday. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Chicago Bears Review.